Welcome back to The Twin Geeks, the flagship program of TheTwinGeeks.com. I'm Calvin here with David, as always, uh, for our 161st episode. We've done 160 of these, uh, uh, several of them on, on Robert Altman, Bob Altman, as he's known in the streets. Yeah. Yeah. Called him Bob. Yeah, and we so call him Bob, um, very affectionately. So, sometimes, sometimes we call him Altman. Sometimes I call him Randy. Just, Randy? Yeah. I don't know, just because I feel like it. Yeah. Are you uh, Randy to rank some uh, movies <laughs> today? I, I don't remember even what our our uh, slate is, because it's all such a blur. Of, do, you uh, me, do, do you want me to list them off, or do you want to learn yeah, about yeah. them? Let, okay, let's, okay. let's hear your so, run through. The five films this week we're going to be covering are Nashville, Buffalo Bill, Buffalo Bill and the Indians, or Sitting Bull's History Lesson, which is just one movie name. Uh-huh. <laughs> Three Women, A Wedding, and Quintet. Three Women, A, a Wedding, and Quintet, also just one movie name. Yep. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, don't, don't mean to cause any confusion there. Uh, I did not name these movies. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, I've been to a wedding the last week, and uh, um, so I'm very uh, uh, ready for that. Uh, one of our uh, the Twin Geeks got married. Do we call them? We just call them twin geeks if we're referring to one, right? It's yeah, yeah. Singular, singular uh, person is a twin geek. Okay, uh, Stephen, the twin geek, uh, <laughs> has gotten married the last week, so it's a, a very special time for a wedding sode, as they're as they're called yeah. in the business. Yeah. But starting off, we've got we got a big one here, Calvin. We got a big one to start off with. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's kind of in line with McCabe and Miss Miller. It's just uh, how do we keep covering one of the greatest films of yeah. all time? Yeah, so in 1975, Altman made Nashville, which is just one of the best movies, like you said. Is it is it the best American movie? It is, I think, the American movie, if not I, the best. I think it's like the great American novel is The Great Gatsby, and The Great American Movie is uh, Nashville, for sure. I, I think that's a great way to, to consider it. You know, we, we talk a lot about, like, who, like, the signature American auteurs are, and you get big names, like, you know, John Ford thrown around or whatnot. You know, the kind of people who just embody Americana and have that as a really focal point of their filmography. And, and Altman is certainly another one, as we've seen in other cases of his films, but, like, when, when you're truly tackling and embodying America, American culture, American heritage, American expression, uh, it just all really comes through in, in such a immediately, like, digestible and understandable and pointed way in Nashville. Yeah, and it is, like, the... Um cohesive whole of uh, Bob Altman's vision, you could say. Um, he considered it as such. And it kind of takes what was, like, founded in MASH and really expands it to cover, like, a, a swath of America that is a melting pot of all different voices all blending together in a very chaotic time in American history, which is revolutionary. It feels almost kind of reductive just to say Nashville is America, but it kind of is, uh, you know, that, that's kind of like the whole idea, like the whole of the country is being distilled down into this specific area, this specific time and place, this specific subset of music culture in, in the country. 
uh, and and it's commenting on a on a wider, you know, uh, narrative of America as well with this kind of uh, political aspect going on in the background, uh, which I think is a really deft addition to everything going on there. Um, you, you don't need that element per se to tell the story of Nashville, but it really cements the urgency of it and especially with what's going on in the country at the time and again it feels very pointed for how the effects of those events in the 70s linger and still affect and define america to this day and at this point i think altman was sort of worried about where his career was this is like a big career saving like a hail mary like getting 24 uh notable actors in one film that uh, stretched could have been stretched into several movies um, could have been stretched into a TV show as was planned at some point mm-hmm. there is a Nashville TV show is it connected at all? no, no, that's just country <laughs> music in like a very generic way I think uh, the Nashville TV show right, um, yeah, I didn't I didn't think so, but um, they share me so I don't, have, I don't have it with me, but um you know, famously, I've, I've posted several times, I've got the Nashville poster hanging up in, in the living room. I have the Nashville soundtrack on vinyl as well that we got at a garage sale somewhere. So, big fan of Nashville, uh, certainly. And this na- this last rewatch just really solidified all the things I really love about it. I think it's, like, the most Altman film. Like, like yeah. all of the things that are Altman in, in, in their character are just really defined and superlative here. That overlapping dialogue, that kind of, you know, uh, hangout vibe slash, uh, you know, kind of meandering, you know, nature of, of storytelling, the vast, you know, ensemble casts and, you know, weaving in and out of these different lives of, you know, various characters and how they intersect. That's all here in Nashville and realized to such a perfect degree that it really, you know, cements to you why only Altman was capable of making movies like this. And what's yeah, so nobody else made Nashville uh, before or after. I don't think anyone's made this movie again. Even even Altman, even in his yeah, even Altman re- hasn't. <laughs> even in his attempts to recreate the same style, the same grandeur, the same overarching you know theme, tying all these you know disparate characters together, he never excelled as well as he did with Nashville. Um. <laughs> It, there's some characters that I guess like I'm, I'm like are, are they really a character even here like what's Jeff Goldblum <laughs> doing he's just weird and rides around on a motorcycle you know is there That's even just... a main character is you could have like Opal maybe would be like I don't I don't I even he... know I feel uncomfortable naming one person as I, a main I, all right uh, yeah uh, I get well the, the story centers around um, Barbara Jean I guess like like she's she, you know it's her, her narrative that opens up the story and it's what ends it as well. So I would say if there is a main character, it's it's her or America, the, right? So. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it's it, it's really like there's not a main character. There's a number of primary, you know, characters I'd say that we follow around, but they all have these, you know, uh, different arcs that intersect. And, and peak at different moments or follow in subsequent ways, you know. The, the characters that stand out to me aren't primarily, like, main characters, I, I guess. Sure, you know? yeah. Uh, like, I, I love 
Henry Gibson in the movie. Um, I think he, he's really terrific, and he, he does a great job of playing these kind of, like, loathsome characters that he always uh, kind of gets gets typecast in. And, and he, he starts the film with his, uh, this song singing about the centennial of America, and it's this very, like, heartfelt, patriotic thing, and it's, it's perfect. <laughs> it's perfectly written. And it's it, it, kind of to a point where I'm, like, I'm, I'm kind of taken in by the song itself. And it's yeah. like, like anthem of, of, of patriotic bullshit, and it's and it's great because in the in the lyrics you do get the hollow sentimentalism of it that Altman <laughs> is conveying through all of this grandeur, but you also get the genuine sense of celebration that's there. Like that's that's the important thing about Nashville is that it's it's equal parts condemnation and celebration. It's a portrait of the good and the bad of yeah. America, not not just a, a critique, not just a satire. Yeah, not everyone came to America because it's all bad times. Um, th- there is opportunity, and uh, but there is condemnation about our our sense of patriotism and the uh, lines about like a uh, it must have worked out if we lasted two hundred years. Is really funny because you know just look at the history of any other country. It's yeah, just, yeah, like, yeah. Two hundred uh, years. That's just an empire start, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the the. the... It's hard to talk about. Uh, I think in some, some ways, like it, it feels so hard to like. Wh- where do you approach it from? You know, and we uh, have right. We have done it. I believe. Did we talk? I don't know if we talked. about I feel like Nashville. we've talked about. We've at least talked about it. I don't know. I if mean, we, we, we it. you and I have talked about Nashville, of course, in a number of you know ways, and so many other people. But no, there's there's nothing on the website for Nashville. Wow, nothing. We haven't written about Nashville. We have. I, oh. I searched Nashville, and not a single thing comes up. It almost makes me want to write, like, further about, uh, like, the interlocking narratives and uh, how, like, in most movies, you just kind of question if characters kind of fall in and out of each other's life, but here it's um, shot uh, very cohesively. Like, they shot in order, and somehow it's just people living their lives as these characters, and you really buy into that, like, uh, that uh, faux reality that they're living uh, in a really pleasant way. Yeah, you, you really get the sense that Altman, this is one of the cases where Altman's, you know... M- like encouraging direction of actors just really worked to to the, the great degree here where to a point where he gave them a task essentially and to define their characters by having them write the songs that they're going to perform <laughs> and that really gives them a further sense of identity and i think that's one of the strong things about it as well is that the musical interludes don't detract from the the pacing of the story it, they they add to they're as much a part of learning about the characters as any scene with dialogue or anything else you know that we get like they if anything they're more important you learn more yeah. about the people in the movie from the songs and from their performances does that make it a musical <sighs> you know it's it, some people define it as such I, I i have a more rigid definition of musicals this you know more this structured sense of it like for, for me musicals are inherently fantastical okay. you know um, is this so, fantastical? No, no. Okay. The, all all the songs are you know uh, actual performances. Yeah, it's yeah. it's a music movie to me. I, that's it, maybe like a pedantic differentiation, but no, that's you fine. Know, I, I get it. I, I think it's important. Yeah, no, it but is it, important. Um, and, I, I was and, good to say it's like halfway there, but I mean, like you can see, like Altman made an actual you know musical, like in, in a traditional <laughs> sense uh, that we'll be covering in our next episode. So sure. You know, the, the, by no means did he miss out on that important, you know, corner of uh, Americana to to cover and, and invert. They could have just kept making 
Nashville. I mean, he could have just kept making Nashville. If it were today, it would be uh, a, a really brilliant Netflix series or something, but it would just be like a continuation, maybe the way like Steve McQueen's doing like a um, small axe for Amazon or um, you'd look at like the Underground Railroad. It would be one of those continuous stories of like America that like weaves in and out of pockets of characters. Um, maybe, uh, but I don't know. I think the the finality of, of Nashville is, is such an important part of it. Like it has a very clear ending point for, it for its story. It, it's, it's building and it's built around this specific event. And that's one of the, the key differences, I think, between Nashville and some of his other ensemble films, which can kind of get lost in, in the weeds if, they, if they're missing a central thesis that kind of everything gravitates around. This has a, a specific event that everything is building towards, built around. All the characters are congregating towards. So it's about a specific subject, and so we're able to follow the tangents but always get back to the main point of things. There's a singular guiding aspect of the film that keeps everything very neat and structured while still be leaving room for loose interludes and side stories and it's um, starkly curious too um it, i mean you you can't really lose yourself even though it's three hours it i mean it does feel long but it's not too long uh, it couldn't be shorter i couldn't well, think of anything to cut in it it's again it's, it's, it's incredibly well paced you know scenes are broken up by really wonderful musical numbers and you're not so inundated with those that you're lost you know that, that, that you feel just numb to them as they go along because there are a lot there's lots of music numbers but they're all really good really interesting uh even if you're not like a country music fan you know i, I guess first of all uh we have to have an appreciation for what country music kind of we, we consider now versus more so in the 70s and earlier it's very different um sure yeah it's not determined so much by uh, what goes on the radio which is very uh exclusionary to new acts actually now yeah yeah so so especially when you talk about country music centered around nashville and this particular cultural importance of the that music scene you really get that sense uh here from the, the the performers and the songs you know the music and the and the history that seems embedded into uh, the story here. So, and, and it's all like really good stuff. Like I said, even the, the corny shit that <laughs> we, we hear is, is good and it's compelling, it's well-written. Um, you know, Keith Carradine uh, won, won an Oscar for, for Best Original Song for this as well, but he wrote like a number of them that we hear throughout. And I think that's one of the more impressive feats of the film that might get um, overlooked or forgotten about. Um, it is not not just a single one because he does have this singular moment of performance which is really profound but he wrote a ton of songs for the movie that are that are sure. played um which which i i love all of them i think he does i like the idea too that everyone in america is selling you something and everyone comes with their own songs and their own wares and it's kind of about like that american spirit where everyone's uh everyone's an artist everyone's in competition it's all capitalism at, at some level yeah, but, uh, you know, in, in the sense that I think we, we see capitalism as such a derogatory idea nowadays, um, it, you, you see the sense of exchange and the sense of, you know, uh, ideas, a marketplace of ideas, if you will, <laughs> yeah. uh, that, that, that's being perpetuated here that, that isn't like it's not built on inherent evil exploitative structures. Like, that's not the sense of capital capitalism you get from the film but more so the cultural 
uh, concept of cap- capitalism, I guess. Right. Yeah, it's not about the yeah the dangers of capitalism so much as a, a structure that supports people making art for money and everyone getting to chip in in a way that doesn't quite exist anymore. We just all make podcasts for free now. <laughs> I mean, is, is, is that not, in a sense, what we're doing? We're, we're, we're performing in much the same way that the characters are, maybe. Or maybe I'm just trying to affix, you know, some importance to this very benign, you know, uh, <laughs> thing we do. Yeah. I, I enjoy doing it. Um, I think that if you enjoy doing it, then it uh, it, it doesn't quite matter uh, the why, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. I love uh, Nashville, and I don't have a ton more to even say about it. I, I'm sure I have like a ton, a ton more. Again, I could I could talk about each individual character, the way that you know, uh, <laughs> the, the 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 really hard hitting moments of the film. I, I I feel I would be neglectful if I didn't highlight uh, the the emotional you know uh, peak in the moment of um, Keith Carradine's character's confessional song on stage and and Lily Tomlin you know being caught in the audience. This uh, and, and, and hearing the words to, you know, sung to her specifically while everyone, all the other girls that he's been with in the room are kind of like looking on to him in a similar way, but, you know, uh, unaware of, of where his true feelings lie. And then that scene of being immediately followed by, you know, the, the absolutely like uh, heart wrenching, you know, moment of, um, uh, I can't remember her character's name, but sure. uh, we're, we're, you know the the where it's followed by where she's doing. She just wants to be the, the singer, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sue Ellen, that's what it is. I looked up Sue Ellen, and and she's been brought to Nashville to to perform for this 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 club of men, leering, you know, gross men, and and she's obviously like a terrible performer, but she's at her heart in it, and she's pressured then into doing a a, a, a striptease number. For, and they're so harassing, and they're not even here for the the music. And uh, uh, yeah, it's uh, both scenes are devastating, and I think the yeah. best in it. Yeah, and they just hit back to back, and it's it's really they're they're both devastating in very completely different ways. Um, definitely the high points of the movie for me, but it doesn't like dip from there by any means. It goes no, out it never such dips. a <laughs> goes to, uh, out on such a strong, profound note. The final camera move to the sky is just this really evocative way it's to such end a, the film. It's such an editing masterclass. I can't figure out quite how they put it all together so smoothly after, uh, with everything that's happening. And uh, I mean, there's so many threads to balance, and none of them out, seem to outweigh the other ones. Uh, and it's also funny. It's a very funny film. It is funny. Like, it's darkly funny. Yeah. Right. I, it's got all sorts of emotions in it. You know, it opens, and you know, there's a big car crash. There's a big pileup on the freeway. <laughs> Yeah, and it's this kind of comical thing. Or I think about the scene where Opal's like wandering through the, the bus parking lot, and she's like trying to think of ways to describe these 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 yellow titans that you know escort the children through the schools, or she's, <laughs> and she's just trying to go through all these different ways of recording it. It's very silly. Yeah, but, it's got um, also one of the one of the great intros, um, introducing the cast of all time. Uh, yes. Jeff Goldblum yeah. in Nashville. It says yeah. in Nashville behind every name. That's great. It just comes out the gate swinging, like it's just just real uh, immediately energetic, and you got all the music. It's like a like a radio ad almost, uh, and yeah, and it, and it just doesn't let up from there. It never slows down. It's it's so full of life, um, and and again, like 
I guess I, I just struggle to find the words sometimes, you know, despite... Uh, well, that's the thing. There's so much so to say. I feel like I it would be due to, like, write about it in a way, um, to process it in another way, a more organized way, I think would benefit me. Yeah, I think you're right and that I feel like a, a conversation about it is probably one of the less ideal ways to, to talk about it. Um, Unless we both talk at the same time about i think that would be the only way to capture it okay yeah uh, yeah, so i I think think opal is the main character here and i think i I have um, to disagree Uh, there's uh, a lot of humor in it but uh, i think there's like a darkness about like people getting shot and you know the yeah um, there's definitely that whole political element is yeah just so much politics and music yeah so if you if you want to hear more people talking over themselves and such uh please check out nashville as well i I think we'll have probably just a few more things to say about it at the end when we get to the ranking yeah um but uh yeah expect it to rank well um yeah uh especially with our our next slot i would say it might rank higher let's find out um yeah what else have we here so the next film is another satire of america as kind of a big uh carnival in a way does he like doing Um, those (laughs) back to back it's very interesting he made these back to back uh 1976 buffalo bill and the indians or sitting bulls history lesson Hmm. i wasn't i wasn't quite sure what i was expecting in this and i'm not quite sure what i got um I was pretty with I, it early on, I, but I, I know exactly what I got of it. I think that's the problem. <laughs> you know what you got. I know exactly. It was it was very obvious, and it remained obvious throughout the entire time, and the, it never got any more deep. <laughs> the title basically tells you everything. I mean, the title tells you what it's going to do, and uh, it it doesn't get beyond that. I mean, it is sitting bolt like coming, I mean, giving the history lesson to like these. Ex- Establish American legends that don't really hold much water when they're questioned. Uh, I I was more favorable this time to it than when I saw it the first time. Um, But not much more. I walked away with the same conclusion. Yeah, I I thought it was perfectly fine. uh, There's a letterbox review from here from someone named Mike uh, D'Angelo. Uh, and, and I felt like it summed up my thoughts pretty well first time I saw it. Just just from the first couple sentences. It just says, Hey, did you know that the popular conception of the Wild West is riddled with lies? That it glorifies assholes and treats Native Americans as subhuman? That Buffalo Bill wore hair extensions? <laughs> uh, who that's, knew? That's, that's basically, I think, the point here. It's like, yeah, uh, uh, America is a, a, a carnival. It's a circus tent uh, that's built on this performative history that's that's kind of all gussied up and you know covered in glitz and, and glamour and uh it factually in, incorrect and uh paints things in a much more heroic light and uh you know it to to the detriment and uh, erasure of the the native americans in a very explicit way that's the theme of the movie maybe we printed the legend too long and uh maybe it needs revision yeah yeah that's yeah and it's like yep that's a good point (laughs) yep you got uh, anything else to add to it (laughs) no yeah we were all with it i think uh i I don't know who's not with it maybe you know the john wayne types who've only seen that kind of western are pretty ignorant probably even uh, even in the sense like it's not like this was a new idea you know it it doesn't have any new revelations and it's like 
it's nicely composed. The craft is obviously there, you know. Uh, Paul Newman is a, a very good casting and very capable as, as Buffalo Bill. It's It's got, like, another big array of... Like, like, all the elements are there for, like, a really great Altman film. Like, like yeah, you got great, you know, like a, like a great idea for commentary. You've got this nice, like, setting, something you can blow up, you know, into a, 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 a large-scale ensemble piece. You've got all these interesting characters. You've got people like Bart Lancaster hanging around as, like, this, you know, who the guy... You know who, who like uh trained or like you know uh brought up buffalo bill sure you know and, and yeah so like like all these interesting side people here and everything and of course the, the the dynamic that really humanizes um you know the the native americans but at the same time it does the the opposite thing where, where it kind of characterizes them as these very stoic holy almost you know people who are above the ignorant white men but it, it just paints them in this kind of very singular characteristic this singular box that yeah it's uh, it's very much like their culture is a monolith and let's yeah yeah that's not right either so yeah there's yeah they have like no no expression it's all very you know singular very very stoic very you know cold and indifferent to things and it's yeah, it, it, it's trading in one caricature for another. You know, it's, uh, I guess, a positive step, but is it really an authentic representation? Uh, no. <laughs> is it is it even a step, or is it just a positive? Is it, you know, is it like a, yeah, that's the right thing to do. Good job. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, <laughs> again, even, is, is it the right thing? Is, is, is yeah, I don't know. In shades of black and white. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's still not there, but uh, it barely trying. does anything. You're trying, Altman. <laughs> Did you know we like westerns, though? Um, yeah, uh, but is this really a, a, a western? Is the other thing like it's it's in that weird yes, territory it is. where it's like, is it okay? Because for me, it's like the the only thing western about it is like the historical setting, and even then, it's you know, it's more so talking about the 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 telling of westerns, like how we started to build that myth, you know, of yeah. of the west. I think because so of that, it is one possibly. Yeah. Uh, again, I have rigid definitions for everything, so uh, yeah, mine are very open ended about the Western, so I can make a big list. Yeah, but uh, but but yeah, like if if you if you put it like a gun to my head and said, "Is this a Western?" Then like you know, I'd, I'd probably say yes. Like if I had to include it in the canon, or if 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 someone said it was a Western, I wouldn't say no. And it wouldn't matter because it's not going to be like ranked against the good ones. Uh, no, like no. Uh, the de definitionally, it doesn't even matter that it's a Western, so. Maybe not. Maybe it is. It, it, I mean, it doesn't add anything to any conversation, but it is nice. Um, <laughs> I like Paul Newman. I like Burt Lancaster. I like uh, a lot of what's going on there. Uh, yeah, I like the Harvey Keitel a lot in it. This is an early yeah. role for Harvey Keitel, and he, you know, he, he gives a really good performance. I think, uh, even in a very very small part. Yeah, we could have more Keitel. I think would be useful. Yeah, um, I like I like the set. I like the setting. I like the. You know, I like a lot of what's going on, but it doesn't do anything ultimately. It just it it just kind of like has the one idea, and just kind of repeats it for like two hours. It just like, and it's, like sticks to that one central thesis, but it doesn't like expand or deviate. Yeah, it doesn't have anywhere to go. I think uh, from there, um, like Which, is it the title tells you the movie. And it, then yeah, it, it just kind of seems like a problem inherent to the concept. It's a it's a good concept. 
but it's one that doesn't immediately have any legs. Like you say that, and you're like, yeah, that seems like a great place for uh, a great playground for old men to like really, you know, dig in and, and find some truths <laughs> at the heart of America there, especially about its, its performative nature, this showmanship about America. And it's, it's, it's not about that though. It's, it's really just about this like kind of revisionist, you know, uh, course correcting of, of, of history, this, you know, like, like, setting the record straight on the lot, you know, the foundational lies of our uh, heritage, which is just something we already know. That's something that's already evident and obvious and true. And like, like, like saying it, you know, or, or depicting as such doesn't like undo it. Certainly. You get what's on the marquee. You get Altman doing that thing at least. So, I mean, it is more favorable than anyone else doing that very obvious thing that would just be so bland. Uh, yeah. It's not bland. It's just a real come off after like Nashville because again Nashville <laughs> yeah. effectively does the same idea again really like like digging at well, the heart of what America is built on. It's but, closer like, to Mash, more... isn't it? Like it's the... it's in like that same like space of like you're going to explore like this whole um, like territory of people like doing this experience all together with interweaving stories and uh, you're going to find out about them, but uh, it does it doesn't ultimately have even as much as Mash does to say. Yeah. It is, again, it is better than MASH. But. We'll see. We'll see. Again, rating. Okay. We'll, we'll get to the, the rankings there. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. There, there's so much I like about it. Like, I was I was watching it, the, the again, the second time. I was like, oh, no, I'm, I'm like, really liking this. What's going on? You know? But it's really just all the setup and the Yeah, the, the, the actors direction. are good. Direction's yeah. good. Cinematography's good. Editing's I good. I like the setting. I like the set deck. You know, I, I really feel immersed in, you know, this Buffalo Bills show here. You know, it's, and, and that's why it's so frustrating because I'm like, I'm like. <laughs> All the other it, pieces it are there, but the like, movie, it, yeah. It seems like it should be better than it is, and it's just not. It's just, it's just the thing. It's just what it says on the tin. Is it better than it seems like? I, I don't think it can be. Like, even if I kept rewatching it. When I rewatch Nashville, every time I. I dig in deeper into the material, and I don't. I, I I feel like I'll like this more the more time I kind of spend on it. But uh, I don't feel like I'm gonna keep finding like a. This is the heart of the movie now. I, I feel like I already know. I I did like this more this time, but I think it's just because I was less bitter going like knowing what I was gonna get into going in. Like I had I had adjusted expectations, knowing that it's just gonna do the one thing. Mm, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, it's perfectly fine. I like Paul Newman and everything. So, everything. Mm-hmm. Everything. Okay. Uh, everything. Well, I'm, gonna I'm gonna return to that point. So. Right now. No. No. Okay. Not Next. yet. Uh, I thought I was transitioning. Okay. Uh, unfortunately, that's not how chronology works. Just uh, hang first, on to that thought. <laughs> yeah. First up, we have uh, three women. Uh, three women. Three I like. Next. I like Paul Newman in Three Women. <laughs> He is not in Three Women. It's mostly he, he about is, three women. Yeah, yeah. You'd be surprised to, to know. <laughs> two, it's actually more so about two women, but... Yeah, you know. more about two and partly about one other one. Uh, so yeah. three, technically. Like, on a technicality. I, uh, I feel like I feel like it's a slightly misleading title, but... It's well, it would be like the, two and a half women, like two and a half men, right? Like, kind of like that. Yeah, what about two point five women? Because it's it's numerical too. Like the title is right. three women, is in the, the number three, not the word three. Two and a half. Uh, um, yeah. So three three women. Uh, three this, women's really This was great. a this is a film that Altman 
dreamed, like he 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 had a dream about it, and then when he pitched it to Alan Ladd Jr., uh, the the um, representative who uh, the, the studio producer who like was the only guy in Hollywood basically who had any faith in him and was giving him the money to uh, make all of these weird projects that never made anything back. <laughs> yeah. he, he, he told him it was a, a, a short story that he read. Like he, he read, it was a book Okay. because he didn't, he didn't want to try and sell him on the idea. Of a dream. Movie. Yeah. And he, didn't, but, and he didn't know until Altman said later, which is just like a classic Altman thing to do. <laughs> yeah. He seems to be very determined to like stick with like his own. Um, uh, he doesn't seem willing to take questions or to kind of revise his ideas. Uh, very stubborn guy, and I think that pays off when it uh, also plays like a dream. <laughs> I I think you can see that very clearly once you, once you get in there, like all the all the water. It's very uh, dreamlike. Um, the the settings, everything is very faded and uh, well, not it's faded, a, but uh, it brings out the color quite a bit. It's a super dream movie, kind of really, like, surreal. Like, we talked about it in a similar way with Images, I think, and this is of a piece with it tonally. Uh, to a point even where, like, I, I get slight horror movie vibes from some of the uh, scenes, some of the moments. There's some, yeah, for sure. Um, and, and again, it's just this uh, really great mastery of, of tone and, and audience manipulation and that how you can really... Uh, control their their emotions at any given time through uh intentional obfuscation and confusion about what's going on this seems and like something that would be more in my alley than possibly yours i don't i'm i'm drawing from like the mulholland drive of it all of like our appreciation for like the dreamlike obfuscation movies where they don't really have any stated purpose but uh C certainly but unlike Mulholland Drive or other such films. I, I really love Three Women. Uh, probably not quite as much as you. Uh, you know, there's certainly so many people who would probably proclaim this is Oldman's best. Really? Uh, which, again, okay. yeah, yeah, I think, look, look again, like, even you might, but you probably would if things like Nashville and McCabe and Mrs. Miller didn't exist. Again, it's, yeah, I would in that case. It would be anyone else's best film. Yeah. Look, it's a it's a really great top shelf. Like, there's a reason we're talking about <laughs> well, Altman here. He's one of the best. If you think of every director we've so far covered in this subseries uh, thing we're doing, I think it would be the best movie we've covered, other than those two. Uh, so, I mean, I'm I think it's to... better than anything Bogdanovich did, uh, other than What's Up, Doc. Um, I I couldn't even compare this though. Like again, this it's it's weird once you start comparing totally different films. Like, how do you yeah. compare like a screwball romp to this even like, even this like to comedy. Nashville, it's kind of hard to to find the. Mm -hmm. the There's comparisons. A, this, yeah, the the connection of of direction, you know, and and, and stylistic, you know, uh, comparisons like like persists there, but yeah, uh, it it is definitely uh, a, a little bit different again. Not, not, no big ensembles or anything. It's a small cast, you know, and this focus on these this mostly this singular relationship between. Um, a young girl who is like searching for her identity uh, through the relationship she makes with other women, you know, that she she admires and, and kind of taking on those ideas, and it's it's really profound and moving, I think, in that. And the performances are, are such a highlight to me, perhaps more than in any other Altman film. I'm so grateful that Shelley Duvall is really given the <laughs> chance to truly acts and perform here and, and uh, i think it's the character. perfect shelley duvall movie after i think he's tried at, at kind of getting to here i think this is what 
what he really I think this is what she was meant to do on screen. It's so beautiful yeah. of her. Yeah, and and the big thing is that he he allows her to be beautiful. You know, so often mm-hmm. she, in in other films in other projects, you know, she she is cast for her unconventional looks or her you know uh, more outsider persona or such. Uh, and t- to a like a derogatory degree, I think that you know in in a way that is diminishing. And a lot of the conversation around Shelley Duvall, um, I, I think, is you know inherently. A, dismissive and mean-spirited uh particularly in the example of the the shining you know that comes around a lot yeah that that fucking movie um <laughs> at least it's better than the shining i know um, look i had to find a way to give you a chance to, to, to mention it again it's much better movie than the shining because it really does embody um i, I agree like the the conversation's so fraught but uh shelly duvall also has kind of a, a strangeness that i find really appealing i want right. i want to frame it as a positive I think it keeps being framed as like, oh, she's she's very strange and weird. I'm like, that's a very good thing. Well, people always say like, like she looks weird and they don't like the way that she looks. But it, again, I love how she looks weird. Not, exactly. Yeah. It's no. It's it's an unconventional uh, attractiveness that that she you know conveys. And Altman has always sought to highlight that in his films. In every film she's in, uh, you know, even we we kind of skipped over it in Nashville, but she's this you know. Like like yeah, she she has these totally outrageous looks throughout the film. She's just kind of you know meandering <laughs> throughout in the background. It's great, and it's and again like as as a nice little highlight of like this you know kind of oddity of individualism in America. You know I, that's what I see her as in the film. Mm-hmm. But here she's given more of a chance to be again like more more overtly and you know obviously you know a, a figure of attraction and appeal. Not just for us as the audience, but you know, to the characters in the film, you know. Oh to, yeah, of course. To, yeah, because that's like the whole premise, right? Oh yeah, and you're really just like swimming in atmosphere. I, I'm an atmosphere movie guy. I mean, that's why, like, Under the Skin's my favorite film, right? Like, I mm-hmm. I love like an atmospheric horror more than I don't like jump scares that much. Um, I like uh, unsettling uh, psychological things that are. Like the Mulholans or the Under the Skins or um, Three Women, where it's just like uh, something's kind of gotten uh, under my skin, so to speak, again. Um, <laughs> uh, something's just kind of like lodged itself in my brain, and the movie's unforgettable, like in a in the best cinematic way. Like I have these images of the movie in my head. Uh, ugh, to use images again. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, uh, uh, but yeah, it's just. It's a trip in the way that I feel like it's a heady movie, and it's something that I can't quite... Um, because it's a dream, it's kind of a dream I keep having. It's a daydream I keep revisiting in my head. It is. It's, yeah, this enigmatic aspect of the film, I think, is... Obviously, it's its biggest, you know, uh, draw, its biggest appeal, its biggest success, but if, if I have any complaints, it's also, you know... Uh, again, I want to guess a personal aspect. Uh, you know, there, there is something intangible about it ultimately that like you know i i can't quite decipher at the end and that's not necessarily a a fault of the film that might also just mean that i need more time with it this is my second time seeing it but the first time was earlier this year and Uh, it could just be a thing that can't be cleared up Uh, that might just be that ending is that i think it is that way um but there's there's more answers here than in some of the other ones i I feel like that i have that I have more issues with or that just don't connect with me as much, which is why I'm much more compelled by this one. But there is still uh, an inherent question mark at, at the end of it all. 
Uh, and that's one of those things that either is uh, a big plus for you as a viewer or, you know, is, is something that can be frustrating that there's yeah, ultimately no for, answer. For me, it's an invitation to keep lingering on all the things besides the obvious answer. Like, for me, it's that invitation to keep it in my head. If it were answered, I, I don't think I could carry it anymore. Like, a, a dream doesn't have an answer either. You just wake up in the middle. Uh, so it's very, you know, it's a, that's it's true. affecting to me in a way. Um, but uh, mm -hmm. yeah, I see it for you because of what you your values are about Phil. But it is something I still love and I think is really great. And his his best film, you know, in terms of creating that atmosphere and that uncertainty, uh, and it, emotionally, I think it's it might be his his best work as well too. There's there's something that just feels true about it throughout. There's just a, you know, this considerate, reflective idea, the center of it that just really works and, and, and gets to you. It just shows uh, how powerful he is with characters too. Yeah. It's, it, it's not often that you, you've got an obvious parallel for, uh, uh, influence for Altman. He, he's often very, you know, kind of individualistic in terms of his filmmaking, but this is uh, one where he's cited and is very obviously influenced by Bergman and Persona mm -hmm. in particular. How do you feel about Persona? And, uh, I think it's a really great uh, game series. Uh, usually, uh, I would recommend people start with four, but, you know, five obviously brought a lot of people in. Yeah, of course. Um, uh, the first two of yeah, have you have you pretty, seen the movie, pretty, the the adaptation oh, of uh, the Atlas series? Uh. <laughs> uh, no, not, I haven't yet. Okay. Um, I got I got to get to it, but uh, you know all these Altman films. Well, just, maybe we'll a do a while. summer with Bergman next year. <laughs> we have done one of those on the site. Funny enough, <laughs> uh, name that too. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Uh, not funny because Stephen did it. He did an excellent job because uh, someone else we knew tried to do it and failed, and we thought that failed. was funny. But uh, uh, it's funny when people fail at watching movies. Uh, I like I like when that happens. Uh, speaking of which, is that a is that a good transition? Yeah. Uh, did you fail at watching a, any a wedding? Succeed. We we succeeded yeah. at watching it in a group. Together. Uh, yeah, we watched this one together. A wedding. We watched it the day before Stephen's wedding too. As a an intentional celebration, and then Stephen didn't come <laughs> to our yeah. screening. Yeah, he was busy. Weddings are busy times. I guess, but you'd think you know he he would show up to a wedding you know that we planned for him. Right. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, we did celebrate without. We had all the cake, so uh, it, it was nice for us. Uh, There's a lot of cake. I still have a good chunk in my freezer. I got to do something at this wedding I went to this weekend that I've always wanted to do, which is go to, like, one of those game farms where you, like, drive through in your car, and, like, the, the llamas come and put their heads in your car, um, oh. and they, they give you kisses, and they, they eat a lot of bread. I don't know how much bread llamas should eat, but they seem to eat uh, piles of bread. I don't know how that could possibly be good, but they, they have, like, a constant uh, influx of cars coming through, and... Uh, very sweet to watch them like poking in on on Ezra's side and uh, just like rubbing their head up on her and um, uh, deeply threatening for me when like the what do you call them like, not like the elks but like the horn guys come over and they have like their you have like four of them around your car and you're trying to navigate through like you're not on a track right it's not like this uh, but it does feel like like a Pokemon Snap type thing it's like what I always wanted uh, I want a yeah. little safari that's very contained. Um, 
Uh, so I always wanted to do that. That was uh, the highlight of my uh, week, I would say. Um, that's, that does seem very cool. Is that So highlight more than staying in a treehouse? The treehouse was weird. Uh, so it was, it was very high in the air. So uh, two flights of stairs. When you get on the second flight, it's very rickety and shaky. Uh, that's worrying. And then uh, someone came and like, they were uh, posted up down below our treehouse like in the middle of the night. And so I was up the entire night because I, I felt like protective of the family or whatever. And I'm like, uh, kept shining my light and they wouldn't leave. They were down by like a river. And the owner was like, yeah, that was just a camper who was lost. I'm like, it's very strange if you're lost to like go down by a river and like shut your lights out by the, by the river for, for three hours. Um, that seems like either drugs or, you know, um, mm -hmm. or making it in a car, but it's not like, uh, you know, that's not someone getting lost. That's. I'm, I'm sure it's like their son like uh, just fucking off and they have to excuse it or something but um they're they also seem to be trumpers so uh, uh. I, i've read reviews on hip camp i think is that please that uh, people are very uncomfortable like a, a trans couple went there and they're like oh we we saw all these trump signs so at least they took them down but i still felt the vibes i, f I still felt the trumpy vibes the, from their, the, uh, the, the specter of trump was hanging around right because they had like this uh deck that was completely off like any code that exists within the country like the most rickety deck that just goes like up and down and it has like no you know it's just all kinds of um osha violations that you could never like actually get away with anywhere but like out in the country which is a i, I like to get out of places like that after i've been there a couple nights I, everyone's big and you know bearded they have these huge beards and they all seem to like follow their own rules and have guns and hunting knives and I, I just uh you know a little bit is a lot for me mm -hmm. as, as i'm sure it is for just about anyone uh <laughs> speaking of a lot of it i guess there's a lot of people in in the wedding Altman's a wedding yeah, yeah. Uh, twice the, twice the size of nashville 48 <laughs> characters is the, it too much this time i think so yeah i think i <laughs> If it were 24, I think he, he might have really balanced a, a nice I, I, mean, I, admire, I admire that. Like, that's what the, the writer was, was like. He Like, literally, he was like, oh, no, you know, it's, I gotta make it bigger than Nashville. Nashville had 24 <laughs> characters, so I'm gonna make 48. <laughs> and that was the whole idea. And, I mean, at that point, like, <laughs> you're not really considering what's best for the story. Yeah. Just, like, you're trying to challenge. Yeah, yeah you're, you're trying to one-up there, which I can appreciate, but yeah, that doesn't mean I that the it. outcome is gonna be, you know what's required or what 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 demands it could be a story. really beautiful altman movie if it were just straight 24 and that wedding's such a good template for him um that that's the thing it's like it's a great idea the whole impetus as well came from like there, there was someone who asked him i think it was on the set of three women like a you know a reporter or whatever they're like well what's your next movie gonna be about and he was just like a wedding like you know, just, like, <laughs> just say something like his, the whole joke was that he's just gonna shoot uh, like a wedding like he was gonna yeah. be like a wedding photographer but then he was like hold on actually that's a that's a pretty good idea and it is it's like a, again like oh what does you know robert altman the guy who makes big expansive you know films with you know large intersecting casts who you know with a commentary on the uh you know culture and intersectionality of america you know what, what's a great topic for him to discuss oh yeah you mean like a a, a wedding you know a, a bringing together of two you know disparate families you know of, of uh d different cultures and heritages you know in, into this and that kind of calamity you know a dysfunctional union there yeah that sounds like a 
perfect idea for Altman. Yeah, every wedding is an Altman film waiting to happen. Uh, that makes sense. Uh, at, at ours that we went to, I, I've not been used to talking to large groups of people again, so uh, it was kind of acclimating to how things could be again um, as we as we get into larger groups. And it does feel like a uh, perfectly placed in, in like the... Um, we're doing the Altman and uh, so much of that reflects like what's going on in our lives is we're like, getting into bigger settings again and like uh, everyone's having a wedding this time of year so it is very seasonally uh, in season I should say did you have any uh, particular thoughts uh, about about the uh, film watching like at least in the beginning going on kind of like buffalo bill i think there's just a good concept here and then there's not much movie behind it um still it's, enjoyable to watch because it's altman doing a wedding it's really languid i think was the big yeah. kind of takeaway like unlike say like nashville where it has this really energetic start it's really belabored um you know kind of slow going it starts with the actual wedding itself this big uh cathedral big cathedral wedding yeah and, for uh, sure i i i like the beginning to agree because it's it, it has a, the best joke i think in the film what was that? It is, it is like, kind of it's like been comedy. a few weeks what was that right so it opens and it's, it's kind of like cross-cutting between the wedding going on and them getting set up at like the reception at the house or whatever mm-hmm. and uh, and one of the people at the house is upstairs it's uh, uh lillian gish in her hundredth film this was her hundredth movie that's cool did. yeah I love lillian there, gish, there's actually yeah. there's a photo here on the imdb of their Robert Altman is cutting a cake with her. It's a hundredth film. For <laughs> it would be better if she were she were pretending to be dead while he had the cake. Getting well, cut. yeah, that's the that's the that's the punchline. So she's like on her deathbed, basically, as this wedding is going on. And as soon as they like seal the the, the marriage, she dies. <laughs> she dies in the opening minutes of the movie, and 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 she's still in it throughout, but she's like playing a corpse. It's like. And, and people are like weekends at burning her because they don't want to ruin the wedding by telling everyone that she died. So people are coming in and having conversations with, you know, the corpse, the yeah, corpse Lillian Kish, and she does a great job at playing a, a, an elegant corpse. Uh, yeah, you know, I, she's I, one I of the best in the movie. So. Yeah. So that's like the most memorable thing in the movie to me, other than like yeah, I'd agree. It, it's it's just a little tonally weird too, because like I said, it's really languid and it, and it kind of runs the gamut from like. Uh, of, of like wedding antics of like uh you know just small problems like little bickering between people mm-hmm. there's like people having affairs you know and it, and it could be the scandalous thing if it comes out but then also there's like big things like there's a tornado that comes in like at halfway through the film and everyone's <laughs> right. in a panic to like you know get to the safety and then there's like a big tragic moment like towards the end where like we think that maybe the couple died in a car crash leaving the scene it's so it's it's really like all over the place for tone and but it doesn't feel like wrong is the weird thing as well like it, it transitions between tones pretty successfully but it, it doesn't necessarily land with with much impact uh there's so many characters that it's very hard to invest in any one for a bit you know and, and again it's another big cast with lots of you know interesting names here with like you know carol burnett and mm-hmm. mia farrow's in here for like a little bit um and like all smaller people too you know you see pop up in a lot of altman films not not in stature you don't mean 
smart no, people. No, there's not. There's not. Yeah, a, like a. I mean, that that might have been a funny bit in the film if there was like, you know, a group of small people were like, like if that was a thing on someone's side of the family. I don't yeah, know. they're all normally proportioned. Yep. Or, or you know, typically, I don't know. Yeah. Is it is it is it offensive to say like normally proportioned like abnormal? Um, no, yeah, maybe not normally. That sounds like it's a normative thing. Like there's there's only one portion that, that's good. Yeah. Uh, they're they're all. Um, what would you say? Uh, they they're all of regular height. No, no, regular seems so. Uh, Average is average height. Average, yeah, I guess say that's, yeah, average. That sounds fair. right because yeah, you can't. They're all of mediocre height. Math, ma- yeah. math can't be like bigoted, right? Yeah, they're all of mediocre height, and uh, it's yeah, they're average. Yeah, of average height. Yeah. Okay. Oh. And the, and the film is of average quality too. It's I a very it's, average film. Um, I, I again, think maybe it's, a, it's it too is a long. case like it's a case like Buffalo Bill, where like we said, the premise seems ripe. But it's just not ultimately there. Although I think there's a little less than like in Buffalo Bell, or at least like with Buffalo Bell, I'm like, right. I get it. It's got a point. It's very clear there. And with the lighting, I'm like, what well, was the point? Yeah. Uh, there's a lot that happened. You know, there's things, and it was kind of mildly entertaining. Like, yeah, yeah, it's it's a big wedding, but I don't know how reflective it is of like you know, in its usual way of like you know, having something to say about America or. You know the wedding uh, industry, or, or even the you know, size of the dynamics. characters. Yeah. Yeah, it's. I don't know. It's got more to say than this next film, though. Oh, um. Yeah. I, oh, oh no! About that, this this next film has quite a bit to say. Uh, you think so? The the great Paul Newman, of course, never bad, in a movie. I don't. Uh, I even guess. good here. I'm going to make that case that Paul Newman is at least the. The most watchable thing. You yeah. give me his eyes, and I'm already transfixed. I, I don't need uh, anything else. As long as uh, you can blur out the rest of the screen, if you'd like to. <laughs> yeah, quite, quite literally. <laughs> um, and I'd still focus on his eyes. Um, the, the Last Movie Star is a, a show that's come out the last two weeks. Uh, about, um, uh, Isn't that the Burt Reynolds Last Movie? Oh, no. that's a Yeah, that's another movie that's separate from uh, The Last movie star which is okay, about no, uh, I, Paul Newman and Joanne Woodward but uh, okay so I wasn't misremembering it's it's literally just the last movie star from like five oh, years ago yeah this is but, plural like, last movie stars. stars yes <laughs> which is like it is a thing yeah and it's a it's a very good look at Paul Newman I, I enjoy uh, Newman qualities and uh, I had seen a, a wow. re- review from our friend Justin DeClue who who seemed to like this movie Quintet is the name of this movie. I'm escalating yeah. as I go because he said it was like a Guy Madden movie who I adore. And uh, because he's up in Toronto feeling all fancy up there, um, he thinks it's a, such a great thing. Just shot in Canada, very snowy, uh, atmospheric settings. Oh, he and, loves uh, shooting in Canada. What's this, yeah. like the sixth film of his he shot in Canada? Yeah, it would be nice if you could see it, but uh, um, <laughs> I think you yeah. said there's Vaseline on the lens. I think that's, that's true. That's a guessing. Yeah. It's a, it's a, but basically, the... the the idea they had in it is because Quintet takes place in a near future post-apocalyptic world when like a new Fuck ice age is set in. 
And the idea is that they wanted to convey this sense of like, oh, it, it always looks like the frost over like a window pane, you know, like is what they wanted. So they, they smear some shit around the, the, the lens. The entire movie, the entire movie, there's like a, just this halo, like this, this fog around the frame. Yeah. I and mean, it's really distracting. <laughs> I love it when Guy Madden does it because it's surrealist and I feel like he's like playing into like a history of like cameras and uh, old silent films especially and deterioration of like a, uh, both the, the cultures around him and like the uh, old films. I don't think this has any of those ideas. It's just like, no. uh, why did he do it? I, I forget. I read why he did it, but now I don't It's know. just to replicate yeah. the sense, like to, to give the sense of like a frosted window pane. Like, so to... to further you know uh, i think except like advance on the environmental storytelling the camera's frozen yeah which yeah. is maybe one of the only other things that i like about the film like it's like oh yeah. this this is an interesting like set you know i like the the, the set it, it, you did a good job making a frozen post-apocalyptic world that i believe here it looks good that's it yeah. though that, those are the two things that and paul newman yeah, and even that, like Paul Newman is just being Paul Newman. Like I'm not even Which convinced is good. he's doing um, like good, good work. No, I'm not convinced he's doing anything for for oh, the you're, movie. But you're right. But, uh, you're right. He's not bad. No, you couldn't say he's, he's not doing a bad he's not, job. He's not doing a good job though. Either. Like given nothing or less than nothing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not his fault. Yeah. <laughs> you know? What is uh, what is the story here? So the the premise. I feel like all I can do is explain what like the wikipedia page says because i don't fucking get it it's so quintet is a game apparently mm-hmm. it's a board game that was made in the future and that's the only thing people do and it has some kind of life or death stakes as well yeah i don't understand how the rules work i don't understand its importance to the story i was so like numb to it like i was so bored by what was going on that i was just like begging for it to end at certain points yeah it's just russian roulette but uh, with very complicated rules that don't really matter um does yeah it doesn't it's i mean there's an atmosphere there again uh there yeah that's again like it, it it feels like i'm just giving like pity points when saying things like that i'm like oh yeah the set's good and it's got atmosphere <laughs> yeah yeah it's probably it's the, not, we say that like 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 that's also like our primary point of praise for like three women but like this is really just like a gimme here like i'm like yeah you did some things with the you know your direction and the score and that makes it kind of spooky i guess so that's <laughs> good job question mark yeah i don't i don't even know i doubt it was an influence for for guy madden to do his thing so uh i, I would uh, like to know who this would have influenced in any way who even right. saw this and, and like took away something from it that could be special? I mean, it's, like the the iris of the camera. It's like the camera's half closed. For the, it's it's so hard to see some of it. It's not even it's not even like your frame. And again, like it's it doesn't feel like it's taking that into the consideration of the framing. You know, it it just feels like it was like an interesting idea that you had, and then like you really just went with it and you committed to it i guess like it's there the whole time it's a good job but yeah i don't i don't know that it was a good choice i think you're right that it would need to commit to the framing the way that guy madden does you need like horse heads in the snows of winnipeg or uh, or something stylistic that is about the theme of the movie there's nothing there it's just uh, cold what what is the theme of quintet 
Calvin, do you, do you, do you have a takeaway from it thematically? What's what is Quintet about? Uh, Paul Newman's eyes. Um, <laughs> that's that's my only takeaway. I I don't know. Well, well, it's about the game, right? I mean, it's about the post-apocalypse, but I don't. Is it about anything though? Is it about environmentalism? Maybe. Possibly. Uh, like. Yeah, ooh, you know, the we're, we're not taking care of the planet, so it's going to get really cold, except that's not what happened. <laughs> I mean, you're convincing me it's worse than I, I thought it was, because I think I just took it, like, on the on the basis that nobody liked this movie, but uh, somehow out of it, I got Paul Newman and uh, this snowy atmosphere, which I, sure. I like snowy atmospheric atmospheres. Here's, here, my here, expectations here's, were low. Right here's uh, yeah because this is this is a dreadfully rated film as well like like going in is like we looked at it in the average and it is not like oh maybe this is one of those secret masterpieces that we come across when we do these retrospectives that that was definitely not my thought going in but here's here's where I'll give the movie the benefit of the doubt this is the uh, such a misfire such a totally like nonsensical like what the fuck is even going on here kind of movie that only someone with true artistic vision can make. Like, <laughs> yeah. like this is not Robert Altman phoning it in. This is not him just, like, losing touch with things. He is going for something, and nobody knows what it is. And, and we'll never know. <laughs> I think it, uh, yeah, maybe that's better than uh, some of the, uh, those two early movies. Because it does feel like he has complete control. Um whether or not any of it's worked, or we know why or what he's doing, uh, I mean, he's making an an Altman movie, and and he knows. Maybe this was and, another dream that didn't make sense. Yeah, I mean, it, it feels like he's trying to make something here. He's not succeeded whatsoever, but he's he's given it his all. Well, like, we don't I, know. I never... We don't know if he's succeeded. We don't know what he's doing. I, I guess, but it, it feels like <laughs> by all metrics, other than his own, you know, opinion on the matter that it, it was a total misfire. Was his opinion higher? Do we know what Altman must have thought? I, I didn't get much a sense from it. Like, he, he only, like, lamented its, its lack of success from what I could tell in the, the book. Like, I didn't get a specific reading on what he wanted. There's some chapters on it, on some of the films. It's like, two, two thoughts, two people, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. This one would have been probably skipped over very quickly in any yeah. biography of him. Right, like it's it's really like a small footnote. Like, like you, the the noteworthy thing is that this is the only like hard sci-fi film that either Altman or Paul Newman ever made. <laughs> Weird, that's this one. Yeah, yeah, like that's that's what this is. That's the significant thing about this film. But otherwise, oh, um, it is completely un, un, not even worth mentioning. Oh no, it does go with my very vague interest of films that take place in like the remnants of world fairs, which we have a. We did a Godzilla one a few weeks ago. Oh, we had a, okay. We had that Elvis one. This takes place in like the uh, Montreal Expo. That was kind of like a. I like like desecrated spaces that are from like a, either like coliseums built for like Olympics that just go like right. totally unused. Um, I I think it's a fascinating place to make a movie. Um, I don't think any of that quite like shows up in a way. I'm like, man, that's amazing. It's just like in the future, all these spaces we've created for like these temporary means really like. It contribute to nothing but like wasteland and um the, i mean there's no point in it in the future as much as these are about like the the future of science when we get to the future these places are abandoned like uh snow dusted places like uh i i kind of love that so i guess there's the one thing that's that's my one thing 
Yeah, and, and again, it all feels like outside of the film. Like these are observations about the film that are of note or of interest. When you watch the film itself, it is not made compelling at all. You might not even get that out of it. You might not quite get the yeah the leftover like a, Montreal like a, yeah yeah that's a that's like a personal thing like to you and again like like somebody else might not give a shit that it's the only sci-fi film that Paul Newman ever made you know but I'm <laughs> like oh that's like a, a, that's a piece of trivia I okay I can say that at a party or something I'm not done <laughs> but I doubt it's coming up in the last movie stars um, I I doubt it's even yeah. in Paul Newman's biography either so yeah uh, yeah I. I doubt most people who are big Paul Newman fans are aware of it. Uh, and, yeah, r- rightfully so. Yeah, the snowy uh, atmosphere, very very good setting for his very blue eyes, frosted over. Uh, he looks like he belongs there. Uh, uh, so I didn't, I don't think I hated it at all, actually. Um, I, I might be more positive than you. The more I talk about it, the probably, more I'm like, yeah. These... I was so dreadfully bored by it, but maybe I don't hate, I don't know, maybe I, I hate was bored it, maybe, too. maybe I don't. I'm I'm just gonna be excited to never think about it again after this. Well, I was bored, but I don't think that means anything for me. Like I I, I was just in for it because it was Altman just doing this weird thing. Like you say, it's only sci-fi. It was a diversion. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I didn't get I, much out. I, I said, it's, it's hard to be mad because I didn't feel like you. <laughs> I I didn't feel like offended by the movie. Like I yeah. didn't feel offended by its boredom. I, it just felt like it was some totally inane esoteric thing that just did not connect. <laughs> To, well, to anyone it seemed like like it wasn't just like a oh i don't get it it was like a what the fuck are you doing here altman like you're doing something but nobody knows what the hell you're trying to get at if you did that today you'd never make another movie so yeah I, yeah, yeah no kidding so people could so, take risks back then that seemed really irresponsible like in an age where we're having more uh, diversity in our filmmaking it's like look at these white guys who could just fuck off for three movies and do nothing and and still keep making yeah. movies it sucks but it's just good. make this this th- this weird ass shit. Like who, who is this for? It's not for Paul <laughs> Newman fans. Like it both it, sucks and it's what you want to happen, right? I mean, it's, <laughs> it's tough. Yeah, it, you you want you want people to have the opportunity to make giant, ununderstandable failures like this. Like, yeah, that shows they have. This is well. The alternative is this is something Netflix greenlights and people watch it for four days and. Uh, I could think of a couple Netflix sci-fi movies like Mute, I think would kind of be like in this category of like uh, disposable sci- sci-fi that runs like one weekend in the theater and then they probably pulled it even back then. Um, Mute has some, some good color coding going on, but not much more. From uh, David Bowie's Kid, I think. That yep, movie. yep, yep. Yeah. From Joe, Alex, Joe, David Jones? No, not Alex Jones. <laughs> Alex Jones. <laughs> <laughs> From David Bowie's son, Alex Jones. <laughs> that would be great. Um, yeah. Uh, Duncan, Duncan Jones, that's what it is. Uh, Space uh, Odyssey was about making the frogs gay, as, as we all know. So. Duncan Jones, yeah, Warcraft director. Uh, yep, uh, yep, famously. And Moon, everyone likes Moon. I like Moon. Do you like Moon? I don't, actually. Okay. You know, I just saw this, like, like Stephen was just talking about this, the, like, yesterday or something in the chat with someone, and I'm like, oh, you know, I don't like Moon that much. I didn't like it that uh, when I saw it, but it was forever ago. Maybe yeah. I'd like it a second time, but... It's kind of like that Matt Damon movie where he Iron Man's out of the uh, ship. What's that called? The The Martian? Is that... Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a level like that, I guess. Yeah. But it's cooler. I think it's better than The Martian. 
But that that writer's convinced me that he was always a bad writer with Artemis and his his other book. Uh, so. The one with the, the the Martian writer. Yeah, yeah, Andy Probably. Weir. I mean, like, yeah, the book wasn't as good as the movie. I thought, I thought Ridley Scott did a better job, but even then, it's like it's obviously like popcorn sci-fi. Yeah, you know, pop fiction like stuff. And Moon's yeah, more is. like art pop. So. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I like the Martian when I saw it. I, okay. I don't, I don't hate it. And yeah, I hope Duncan Jones makes other things. And and we have a, a David Bowie. We got a release date for the David Bowie uh, biopic Mo- today. Mo- Moon Age Daydream. Yeah, yeah the other one, not Stardust, right? Didn't you yeah. see Stardust? I saw Stardust. I had no David Bowie songs in it. It was just about <laughs> like this small cut of his life, which would be nice if more biopics were. But but you need like some clearance to to uh, suggest that it can't just be like bad replicated guitar music that that sounds What's like. That? something a rock star might make isn't there a todd haynes film that's also like kind of like a david boy biopic what's it a velvet goldmine i should see that 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 sounds good i've i've heard it's it's it seems at least very influenced like 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 about david bowie but you know fictional because you can't just you know make movies about people when they're alive (laughs) yeah Uh, moon age daydream coming out in a month uh that's interesting i can't wait i'll be very to see excited what happens. to see yeah steven's covering that right our yeah. resident david bowie expert he had such a good in-depth conversation with jack about it on the on the stacks oh good I, i've got to listen to oh yeah catch up show. catch up yeah down their uh office hours their last one they did was very in-depth very in-depth uh consideration of david bowie's discography from steven there awesome um speaking of uh in-depth discographies uh, should we get into the ranking of these Robert Altman yeah. movies? Yeah, let's get through this. I, I've got places to be and daughters to pick up. Uh, Alright, so re-read through for me okay. what our last ranking was. <sighs> okay, shall we? Uh, I, I know there was uh, some confusion last week among our listenership, but, but here's our official ranking. In first place, Images, uh, everyone's favorite uh, Robert Altman movie. Uh, second place, California Split, Elliot Gould, very talkative poker movie. We, we like to see it. Um, third, Cold Day in the Park, uh, holding on in third place. Really impressive considering the, the bulk of movies put in. Um, Brewster McCloud, uh, uh, only Altman has made Brewster McCloud. Uh, MASH, which I'm more convinced every week is the formula for all of these movies. Um, Thieves Like Us, uh, okay. <laughs> McCabe and Miss Miller, uh, Did we really leave it down there? Was this is this a dream? <laughs> who ra- who rated these last time? Was did it? This? I know we recorded a podcast. Did did our doppelgangers come in and resort I our did. list? I must have. Been, you know what? We're gonna have to have a talking with them after this. I thought McCabe what? and Miss Miller was your favorite movie. It was. It's like we had. We Why the fuck did you let field? it go down on the I, list? I look. I take no responsibility for this. All right, uh, uh, McCabe and Miss Miller, David. This is supposed to be an incorporation. I, I know. I if know. you ran thing, I don't know what happened because we did a podcast and this didn't even come up last week. And now I look at my list and oh, so you're saying McCabe and Miss Miller just one notch above delinquents is, is what happened? Your no, doppelganger? No, no. I didn't believe that. <laughs> Look, look, I think as as a corporation here, we need to take equal responsibility okay. if that's going to be the case. Look, it's it's the twin geeks here, the two of us, <laughs> that's right? That's true, like, yeah. So, so if 
Well, whatever fuck up happened, we're here to rectify it. <laughs> okay, yeah, fine. McCabe Miss Miller, the uh, the greatest western of all time. Let's put it first place. Give it its due. Uh, okay, there. That's that's fixed. Now, were there any other issues? No. Um, delinquents, then countdown. Uh, as yeah. we're counting down the list, uh, but uh, then the long goodbye. Okay, so right, for this bye. next week, um, we have Nat. <laughs> We have Nashville to put it. No, okay, so long goodbye. Uh, of course, uh, doesn't deserve to be uh, down at the bottom either. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I can't believe. Did you? Okay, Are... well, so- something has gone clearly fucky here. Something is very wrong. Did I you say know. fucky? Yeah, fucky. Yeah, all fucky. The list got fucky. It was got pretty fucky. Uh, are you fine with long goodbye in second place? Do we need to go over in in depth? No, why? I think I think that's pretty apparent. I okay. think that's pretty obvious for for the love we have for it, and of course McCabe, like pretty pretty evident there that we would obviously do that. I don't okay. know. You must have written these down incorrectly or something. I don't. I think you did it. I think that's. I think this is your doing. And uh, yeah, you know what? You know, I said I'd share responsibility. I'm not gonna point fingers. It's okay. We can just move on, Cal. I mean, this is you, like, getting payback for me trying to keep forcing, like, the David Allen Greer football movie up the list of the Bogdanovich. <laughs> every a saintly switch is, yeah, is what you did on my list. <laughs> I didn't switch it. Call this a saintly switch. Um, <laughs> uh, switching to our new rankings, uh, a saintly switch into Nashville. Uh, another one of the greatest movies. Uh, Altman has made several of the greatest movies ever made yeah so so here's the thing i want to think that this is altman's best movie i i think it is to a degree yeah like in terms of like just being this this big into how big grandiose you know all-encompassing films just tend to be like the ultimate mission statement Mm -hmm. but i can't put it above (laughs) mccabe i just i can't put anything above mccabe i i want yeah like I, th- there's a, a big part of me that wants to say, obviously this is Altman's best movie. <laughs> obviously, I think if we were doing like an objective ranking, I think it, but it is us ranking Altman. Well, it, and we're not the only ones who think McCabe is his best film either. You know, like there's there's lots of people who would reiterate that opinion. So I don't think it's wrong for us to put that higher. Do uh, many people actually say Nashville is his best? Would you say? I, I feel like it kind of gets lost in the seventies of all. May, maybe I, I do see more praise for uh, stuff like McCabe or like The Long Goodbye, but I feel like that's more like an anecdotal. Like that's on a personal right. people. Like they they distract people more. I feel like if you if you if you try and weigh or evaluate what film has like the greatest impact or the most to say or you know all of that you know the most artistic merit you know the most balanced like i think it's his most impressive film maybe yeah the thing to say uh, in terms of how he just brings everything together on this grand scale yeah uh but yeah like i said in, in my heart of hearts I, there's there's no way i'm going to put anything above mccabe so it's, it's gonna have to sit in second place even though <laughs> the nashville part of me wants to say it's the best i mean how rare that we get a, a first and second already a few weeks in there both 10 out of 10 movies that are just I, uh, i'm trying to think if there was ever a question prior prior in terms of uh, you know any other filmographies i know i really fought to put the tom petty documentary <laughs> in bogdanovich's ranking yeah and I, st- and I still stand by that but i don't they feel like such different films, so like with what's right. the doc, 
you know, like, if I was to still, like, What's Up Doc obviously seems like still, like, the more Bogdanovich film of the two. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I mean, the Tom Petty doc's really great, but What's Up Doc is a masterpiece of of, like if you you ask me for the best like yeah i was to emphasize the bogdanovich part more than yeah but in this case Uh, like even if i tried to emphasize the altman part more like it's not like mccabe isn't like a very yeah true identifiable altman film you know and isn't it isn't it so impressive like how like the town gets built up as well like it's like a building of the whole space whereas like nashville we just inhabit something that's already there in, in in a way, but also like again, like it's hard, it's hard to argue. Like oh, well maybe you could say that Nashville has like this this beautiful you know music throughout, and it's like yeah, but but you know those those four Leonard Cohen songs are pretty fucking fantastic too. <laughs> not not one song in in Nashville is better than any of the Leonard Cohen songs in McCabe. So as a music movie, it's also I'm, not as good. I'm not. I'm not going to make that argument, but I'm not going to debate it either. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm just a Leonard Cohen head, and I believe that, yeah, McCabe is also, um, I mean, one of my, I'd have it in my five look, of all look, time, so it's, what's the if point? There's any film, <laughs> like, if there's any film that defines this podcast, this relationship, this dynamic, it's that movie. We yeah, said it yeah. last, last time. That's the film that this website is built off of. I, I don't think, know how it doesn't be number one. I think you also got me like a, a Nashville Blu-ray at some point. I, I think that was your doing, or or maybe I, I got have, it. I, okay. part, no, I, I, I can't recall. I got okay. you McCabe though. I remember. But anyway, you got me into Nashville. I think so. You you showed me Nashville, and I got into it, and now I have did the I, Blu-ray. So did I get you into Oatman in general? Yeah, I, I think I, so. Um, well, I'd seen Popeye right before I I <laughs> we started talking, so maybe. Uh, I was in, in a rehab, and we went to this gym with, like, a darkened theater room where everyone, like, sat on bikes, and just, like, every day they played Popeye. <laughs> so really? Every, every day? day? Yeah. Every uh, for day. a whole week, Popeye That's... was their movie. And so every uh, day that week, I would go in there and just, like, pedal the bike and just watch Popeye. And I was I was just joyous. Uh I mean that's a that's a if you have to watch any movie every day for a week that's a that's a good choice. But you know what they say? I'll pay you tomorrow for a, a Popeye movie every day. <laughs> <laughs> Look, because the thing is that you don't want like a a great movie. Yeah, yeah, you don't. Right? You want to focus on exercise. You would, well, yeah, because the, the thing is, well, like if you watched it like ad nauseum for a week straight, you it would probably wear away some of its effects <laughs> just watching it so like back to back like that. Yeah. So yeah, something something like very watchable, but very like you know like like kind of disposable at the same time, like Popeye. That's also weird and interesting. Yeah, that's a great choice to watch every day. I'm totally on board with that. The next week they had missed out fire. Um, you could kind of see Is where they're going. Is it just a Robin Williams thing? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I hadn't considered the connection that they were just that's... putting on Robin Williams movies. Um, you go in the next week. It's what dreams did I come? And everyone's just uh, slitting their wrist <laughs> on the bike. God damn! <laughs> World's yeah. greatest dad. Uh, one hour photo. Uh, no. R- RV. RV. <laughs> I, yeah, maybe that was a Robin Williams thing. Maybe it's just that kind of gym, but uh, very motivating. I, I just love that memory though because I I was so connected to it, and uh, because I was in a rehab, we didn't get to watch movies or have like TVs or anything or electronics, right? So it was my one escape, and it was Popeye. Uh, so. That's, that's, a, that's a 
great escape, I think. Uh, I'm going to look forward to discussing it more next week when we cover so, Popeye. Oh, yeah. I'm, uh, so I have a great foundation in Robert Altman before uh, yeah. uh, podcast. Uh, no, I don't think I had seen uh, anything uh, of Altman's yet. Well, well, now you've seen uh, plenty, including uh, Buffalo Bill and the Indians or History Bull Sitting Lesson. Um, I, I don't feel like that needs to go very high. I, you, you you mentioned earlier that mash is kind of like a barometer. Yeah. So where where do you think of it in terms of comparing it to mash? The problem is this podcast. I'm realizing how foundational mash is <laughs> for all these movies. That I I think I could look at it as like a base that uh, Altman keeps building on and expanding. Um, I, I'd put it just a touch above mash though. Yeah. Uh, so so. Above Mash is Brewster McCloud, so you don't think it. Uh, actually, no, yeah, no. So, so you don't think it's better than Brewster? No, no. Brewster has yeah, too much I, character. I I agree. I think that's pretty uh, agreeable there. I, there's a tiny bit more, I think, to for me to sink my teeth in in Buffalo Bill than there is. Uh, sorry, Buffalo Bill and the Indians, or yeah, his, uh, sitting bullet history lesson. Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, there's a tiny bit more for me to sink in there than with Mash, which kind of feels like it just meanders all over the place like at least with buffalo bill and the indians or sitting bull's history lesson uh like it's it's got a thesis and an idea and i'm like aware of it it's the only thing it's got you know but i got it <laughs> yeah you can't miss it um yeah it, it, and it doesn't go away it, it, it keeps going like it doesn't wander away from that it's just like all the time it's just like yeah the, the f- foundation of america is built on lies and you know <laughs> Tinsel. And, uh, yeah, uh, it is a, a good movie for it to be a set deck movie, as you say, because it's all about that facade of uh, uh, the American lies. Yeah. Uh, so I, it has things. It's just, like, I, I guess part of what I wanted from it was, like, I wanted it to be more grandiose. Can we put it above Brewster? Is that what you're saying? No, okay. no, no, no. I'm just I'm talking about it a bit more. Okay. Like, I, I wanted it to be more grandiose and flashy, like, like, a, like a real, like, carnival Lollapalooza or whatever. But, like, part of the whole premise is that all of that shit was really lame and, like, not <laughs> actually, you know, fantastical. Like, it was just dudes riding around and pretending to be shot, you know? I think... That, uh, was, that was kind of, like, like a lame thing. And, and it's showing us that. Yeah. But also, that's a little lame to watch. It is a lame thing to make as well. I think a, a Nope did it better uh, last month. Nope has a good kind of a... Uh, replication thing uh, and it's saying something about the history of that that's not immediately obvious on the surface whereas the whole movie is about like the repression of like the uh, african-american people what the country does to hide their histories in uh, film and as they're shot on camera uh, that has so much more to say so uh, when i see such an inspiring example like that uh, next to this when i've watched them the same week basically uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, again, it's a good idea that just doesn't go anywhere with its one idea. But still, there's something. It's 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 not nothing. Yeah, it's not nothing. <laughs> Put that on the uh, the poster. It's not nothing. Buffalo Bill and the Indians, or uh, sitting or Bulls, City history Bulls history lesson. lesson. Yep. Do I have to write that whole title? Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's the it's the name of the movie. You know. Okay. But you don't you don't want you don't want to respect the name of the movie you're gonna abbreviate everything buff bill i've written so okay, okay. um so this so the next movie three 
three uh, three women's quit no, a wedding uh, a three a three wedding quintet. <laughs> three three women's the next one we talked about. Uh, where where do you think it should go? Um, uh, above McCabe. Uh, no, no, I, I'd put it uh, below Nashville and above the Long Goodbye. Oh uh, no, no. That's hard. I don't know. Because uh, you don't like it as much as me. So. But that's not that's not to say I don't like it. You know, like... like <laughs> right. I, I do love it. I think it's great. Um, but I also think The Long Goodbye is great. And I also think Nashville is great. You know, like, there's so many great films where... Th- this is maybe the, the largest collection of great films we've had to discuss yet from a director. Like, that's you true. know, Bo- Bogdanovich had, like, two masterpieces, maybe, you know? <laughs> Total? Like, and... It, yeah, I mean, like, after, what, there's, you know, we really love What's Up, Doc, and, yeah. uh, and Paper Tom Petty. Moon, obviously, they go together, yeah. and Tom Petty, yeah, so, like, three three, tr- yeah. three truly great films, and then there's And the Saintly like, Switch. Like, also, stuff, like, we were, we were impressed with To Serve With Love, too, and yeah. Mask was, you know, a, a nice surprise. Uh, some, some respect for Last Picture Show, but not so much. But yeah, <laughs> sure. not, not not like this, not like this where we we are just like flummoxed. Well, with no, that. we're ranking we just... good movies, not last picture shows. So, <laughs> um, I I don't know images. Uh, uh, sorry, um, three women, which I always confuse with with images, is really it's, hard to rank. It's higher than images. It's definitely higher yeah. than images. Like uh, let's start there at least. Okay, higher the, than images. The question. I think the question is next. Is it higher than Long Goodbye? I would do that. Um, like on the basis of like I look at our, our website and what our community actually values, I think this might be our collectively most valued Altman film, which I'm not saying has to go into our rankings. I'm just saying to represent a community, I think that there's so much support behind three women that it's very uh There there is but but also is there is there not a similar support for the long goodbye? I, I imagine. I think more people I never hear the, the argument, goodbye. right? Like, I never hear long goodbye is the greatest Altman film. Uh, but I hear everyone say, like, it's 9 out of 10, 8 out of 10. Great movie. I, th- I think that's uh, potentially true. But I don't know. There, there's also just a wide spectrum of people, like, like of real greatness there. <sighs> I, I think I want to move it above the long goodbye because there's other things I want to do later. But, um... But that's uh, that's me trying to get my way both times. So, um, I, I want to see. Uh, I want to see because I'm I'm in a position where you know what. Yeah. All right. All right. I'm gonna I'm going to concede here for you because I know there's something coming up next week next time that I I will really want to advocate for. Yeah, I thought so. So I thought that's what I was going for. But uh, okay, we could we could agree on that then. Uh, okay, so uh, below Nashville though, I think uh, that's for sure. Yeah, I, um, I think we're agree. Do, do you think that on a on a personal level? Yeah, I well? do. Yeah, it's my okay. third favorite Altman, um, and that's fine. I think it'll stay that way though. I think it'll stay my third favorite Altman. Look, there there are three really great films, and it's hard to <laughs> yeah. pick between them generally. But yeah, I'm I'm in agreement with you there. I mean, if we read down it, I mean, it's currently my my top four. Also, like that's the ordered list. Is I mean, I think it might be a little different for you, but uh, we could also keep shaping that. It's it's number five for me, but you know that's okay. a, that's still a strong. That, again, that just goes to show how you know strong it is. It's still like five, and there's still a couple others to go. But yeah, so above long goodbye. Okay, sorry, that's Marvel. fine. Um, 
Uh, and next is a wedding. I'd, I'd put it below Buffalo Bill and above MASH, maybe. I think it, it suits those. I think, like, that block of film, it kind of sits in there. Maybe yeah, below uh, MASH? I don't know. I I have it, personally, above, just above MASH. Again, okay. like, there's there's something that kind of feels more intrinsically Altman. It, it suffers from the same issues, though. They're, they're a little interchangeable for, for me in terms of, like, like it, it, if there was a big MASH fan here who wanted <laughs> to say, you know, how dare you put it above that? I was like, okay, and, and I would probably well, fold. And if but, you put a military tent in this wedding, I think they'd be the same movie. I, look, I liked Lily and Gish as a corpse. It was a funny bit, <laughs> and it stuck with me. That's a lot more kind-hearted than the bits from MASH that I don't like. Um, so, yeah, MASH bothers me uh, consistently, fairly consistently. I just don't like the characters. I don't like spending time with them. I like the I mean, disruptions of the wedding. I just get bored by it. Like, there's, there's a quote from Scorsese who says that the football game in MASH was the only one he ever understood. Uh, but I, d I don't understand. I, I think it's a kind of flaccid finale for the film, so. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, I think I, I really think it's a generational thing, but, you know. Yeah, is MASH... Uh, yeah, but you like the show, so... I do, but the movie is not the show, so, Okay. You know. Yeah, maybe it's a difference there. There's um, something a little bit more in the wedding, but like I said, I don't know. I could, I could go either way. If someone pushed on MASH, I would say, okay... But yeah, I'm, I, I'm also I'm also happy to be in the anti-mash camp. You know, I'm happy to carry that banner. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, it's a fun thing to carry because the more I realize it's defining of every movie that we're talking about, the more I think it's funny uh, to to band against it. Uh, yeah. It's um, it pisses off boomers too, which is yeah, great. yeah. Maybe it's yeah. Mash is probably high up on the list, but. Uh, Okay, then uh, Quintet. That leaves Quintet for us. That's hard. Uh, I mean, it's hard to decide if it's it's better or worse than the last two uh, okay. countdown. At first, I'll, I'll say this. When I first watched the film, I slept on the bottom of the list. I said, I like this movie the least of everything I've seen. But I thought about it more. I thought about things like, I, compared to Countdown, which I, like, I thought I had maybe slightly more pre for like like there was something there but like mm -hmm. there really isn't there really is nothing there to count down quintet at least is like you're trying i feel like he's you know oldman's trying and, and he has got, control yeah there's a little bit of atmosphere you know there's some set stuff i i rated the delinquents higher because it was like inoffensive first time filmmaking you know it was very like Oh look, there's some promise here. This guy can make a movie, you know. Like I, so so I rated it more generously, whereas I feel like the confusion here is just like a, you know, uh, it, it is on a, a failure. But I don't know. If you want to say it's higher than delinquents, I'm pretty sure you rated it higher than the delinquents. So like I, I won't fight that. Again, it, it's it's an Altman movie. I'll give it that at least. And the delinquents doesn't necessarily feel like an Altman movie. It feels like the inkling, the the very start of Altman as a director. Yeah, I think I have Thieves Like Us probably too high rated because the more I think about that, the less I care where that is. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd push it just above delinquents because, I, like I say, I have like a an interest in these uh, these spaces, the way they're used, particularly in the, uh, like the desecrated spaces that point to the future and then looking at them in the future I think is always the most interesting thing you could do with sci-fi. 
there's more things I can point to, even like outside of watching the film and say, oh, that's interesting, I guess, versus something like Delinquents, which is just... I haven't thought about it one minute since having watched it. Okay, uh, I'm fine with that. Uh, so below uh, Thieves Like Us above Delinquents will be uh, Quintet. Yep. And that uh, that concludes our, uh, our ranking, our countdown for the week. Um, do you want to... Should we, should we run through them all? Just yeah. Just so everyone knows? Okay. Uh, should I do it quick or... Uh, e- no, you can go quick or slow if you want to okay. do it like slow motion. I don't care. McCabe... And Miss Miller. Nashville. Three Women. The Long Goodbye. Images. <laughs> I'm losing my mind. California Split. Cold Day in the Park. Brewster McCloud Buffalo Bill <laughs> A Wedding Hold on, hold on, you, you, you didn't say it all Buffalo Bill um, and the Indians or uh, Sitting Bull's History Lesson? Is, it, is there that? There you go, yep. Okay. yep, that's the name That's the name of the movie A Wedding Mash Thieves like us, <laughs> quintet, delinquents, and countdown. There we go. I'm sure that wasn't annoying for anyone. That's a, what that's what they say do in radio classes to leave a lot of dead silence and dead air. Is what they they dead advise. Air. Yeah. Yeah. Should I list off the the next five? By the way, for anyone interested in them. Uh, for the next episode. Yeah. Um, will you do it uh, slowly or quickly? Which, which uh, way? I'll do it. I'll, I'll do it quickly to, okay. to kind of compensate to balance it out there. So the next five are a perfect couple, health, Popeye, come back to the five and dine, Jimmy Dean, Jimmy Dean, and streamers. Is come back to the five and dime, Jimmy, Jimmy Dean, Jimmy Dean, a better title than Buffalo Bill and the Indians or Sitting Bull's history lesson? I feel like it's not. I feel like the repetition is not. <laughs> helpful no i don't think so <laughs> i don't know what that means jimmy dean jimmy, jimmy dean why is it it's 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 literally about james dean it's literally in reference to that okay yeah but is yeah. it like supposed to be like a lyrical thing like they're kind of singing it like jimmy dean jimmy dean yeah i think i think that's supposed to be the intent it's it's not like literally a song if that's what you mean this is one of the ones i have seen from from the next slate i, I guess i should say uh and i'm very much looking forward to talking about it and popeye uh and the other ones i haven't seen but yeah, Popeye is. It, it, it really stands out in the filmography, doesn't it? It's like yeah. just in the middle of there. It's like, okay. Well, I think I'm like. Live go, action Popeye musical. I'm going to go find myself a dark room and uh, a stationary bicycle and uh, go put on Popeye. Uh, so thanks so much, David. Yeah. Uh, should we just run through our recommendations or our plugs real quick just before we sign off? Uh, sure. Uh, should we do them quickly? Yeah, yeah, let's just, uh, quick. We, we've been on here long enough. Okay. Everyone knows this chick, so... We have Daydream Cast, uh, uh, Ranking the Monsters. Uh, wait, wait, you were on Daydream Cast. Uh, you and, you I and was, Asia were on. I was, yeah, with my wife. We, we talked about the quarry. 
and a bunch of other things. I want to find out about the quarry. I didn't have time to join you guys because I was yeah, busy we with a, the wedding stuff. We had a moving. big group playthrough. It was fun. Um, I would I would definitely do it again. Okay, uh, let's uh, let's go do that. Let's go do it again. Okay, okay, for sure. Yeah. That didn't so, yeah, get check, awkward. <laughs> check out the Daydream cast, uh, Ranking the Monsters. You guys have more stuff coming up, right? Sorry. Probably. Yeah, we haven't canceled it. Uh, Steven's away, but uh, I'm sure... Right. Uh, we have something with Jack coming up, which I'm very excited about. So. Ooh, ooh, fun. That's X2 and uh, uh, one, oh, of these, right. one of these other... Uh, yeah, they, they announced it at the end of... End of the snacks, maybe, or something? I can't remember. There's okay. so many... We got more, more <laughs> podcasts to list, more podcasts. Yeah, we have the stacks. Uh, you, yeah, the stacks. They're just doing so much stuff all the time. Uh, do you just see a Jack's stacks. video essay on... Uh, on the Holy Mountain? Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, I haven't watched it yet, but I'm going to. I'm okay. very excited to see. Uh, so, promise I'll watch that, Jack. And I'll be on... Um, uh, what's our... Uh, thinking of ending things? Uh, spoiling things? Yes. Thinking of spoiling things? <laughs> I haven't said it the right way yet, so I'm keeping it consistent. Um, Didn't you name it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've named all the shows I haven't been able to say correctly, though. Uh, right. The only thing I haven't named is, what, the stacks? or um, Yeah, yeah, that's that's their invention. That's, well, I didn't name the yeah, website. <laughs> Our friend Kevin named the website, so I didn't name this that's podcast true. technically. Our old yeah. friend Kevin, a different Kevin, Kevin Lever, uh, uh, who you There's could probably Kevins. find on the internet. Yeah, we have like three or four Kevins now. Uh, surplus of Kevins. They're all good guys. When, uh, when is the when's the next episode of the Fright Files? Oh god. Uh, we yeah. We have, ben and I have to go read a book. Um, so uh, it's been slow reading. As Ben's been extremely busy, and I have. Um, that's so that's I, fine. Slow slow rollout is fine because it's a lot. You know that it, it gives you the opportunity to make more in depth. Uh, content there, so that's great. I'd say one a month is probably realistic, since we have to read a book and watch like a series of movies to get there. I think one a month is probably the rollout for that. Um, and the other Kevin uh, Montez and I will be looking at uh, the new Beyonce, which I'm uh, excited to talk about. Ooh, okay. Yeah, Dance Club Beyonce uh, Renaissance, I think it's called. It's good. So uh, we'll be talking about. Uh, uh, that uh, I'm I'm certainly the demographic for that, so I'm excited to <laughs> really share my thoughts that the internet's waiting for. Uh, all right, is that everything? Is that all our shows? I I, think I feel like I'm I missing one, but I know I always feel like I'm I'm missing one. Maybe there's something that's being cooked up that we just don't know about yet. Yeah, there's Thanks. always ideas I know, but but everyone's too yeah. busy to really. I know there's at least three other ideas for shows that people don't have time to make. There are. I definitely think there's something coming up, but you'll just have to stay tuned to hear about it, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I, it, de it definitely feels like something is being being made. So. Maybe it's like the Stack subseries I'm thinking of. Adventures in Asian Cinema is, is oh, another Oh, yeah, there's yeah. one. Okay, yeah. That should yeah, be coming we, again. We, we, we absorbed them, because you didn't name that one either. We absorbed them like like some Katamari monster or something. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't. I didn't name them either. Uh, it's a, it's a good name, and uh, Ben and Jack will probably come back and do that soon. Yeah. So so keep your ears and eyes peeled for all the the Twin Geeks associated acts and any future acts that may be in development. <laughs> sure. Uh, thanks so much, David, and thanks for listening to our podcast.
Conversations and I post them online for entertainment. It's nice to know at least you listen to the show because it's quite the possibility that nobody is listening to me in this modern world. Things have changed, everybody's entertaining. Who's being entertained? Thank you for listening. Yeah.